0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: Hey, folks, welcome back to the unprecedented post- podcast. Pasta, unprecedented pasta. Um, now that America is going yeah. fascist, we've decided to turn ourselves into a cooking John, show.
0: <laughs> exactly. John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter, Ooh, <laughs> I love the go a couple of years ago now, two plus years ago, came up with this idea. If we'd start a podcast to unpresident Donald Trump, or at least do whatever we could. And here we are, a Monday yeah. before election. Yeah. It's been a long ride, folks. In between, we've had a lot of great elections. We took the House oh, back, gosh. and a lot of governors in eighteen. Um, oh. There's been a lot of crazy, uh, yeah. and uh, and here we are. And um, I would tell you honestly that, um, and we're going to go into it. That I'm less nervous than I thought I would be. Really? Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not I'm to say that I, I, I don't have some I concerns about. Hmm. About what Trump will do and about unrest and that stuff. That's
1: good. Uh, be, in terms of nice polling, polling, I will okay. tell you I have very consistently seen. Well, you know what? Let, let's tell people. So we're going to well, do. Okay, we'll talk about. We're going to do polling. We're going to do polling, obviously, because we have to, but yep. we also wanted to do some sort of uber concepts, talking about what the polls mean, where- And what where, the different campaigns are doing right now means. And what that and tells that. you, exactly. Yes. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about election scenarios to what happens next, since that's on everybody's mind, of what's yes. going to happen after tomorrow night. So where okay. shall we begin, young John? I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? As always, maybe let's start a little presidential and then do some Senate. Okay. And in some places we can do both of them. So look, um an A-rated pollster who who tends to get the
0: numbers right uh is public policy polling. You may be familiar with them. PPP. PPP. Yep. We they're like one them. of the first I always go to. They they are Democrats, however, they're honest. And they, you know, they were some of the ones who were who were Shining red light, you know, flashing lights in 2016
1: that the Bill Crystal di- tweeted about them the other day and said just that he said, you know, they're a Democratic pollster, but they tend to get things right, which is really. Interesting.
0: But, well, they were yeah. they were saying in 2016 that that what worried them is on the district level, they were doing congressional districts, some state mm-hmm. legislative, and they were seeing worse results for Hillary that made them worry that things were turning in Trump's favor. Right. Um, they've said this time they're seeing just the opposite. Uh, they're seeing you know districts where Trump either won last time by a few points or you know they're seeing ones where Trump won by a few points where Trump is now down eight points or things like that and right. ones where Trump won by eight ten points now are like tied. Right. Um, but let's get into more specifics. So everybody got freaked out about that Des Moines Register poll in Iowa. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. Oh my God, we're done. They had like and I tried to people, this is one poll. It's kind of like show? when you it's kind of like when you see, uh, I'll, I'll say in a second. it's kind okay. like when you when you see, uh, Biden up, just to prove to you again I'm not being partisan here, when you see a poll that shows Biden up 17 in Wisconsin Remember that it is one? wrong
1: yeah. <laughs> it is not correct and you know that because it's just not because in polls exactly there ought to be a trend with the polls yes. we look at averages, we look
0: at trends we look at people that do this for a living and see what they're, because they see some things we don't see some of us, like John and I, know some folks on campaigns, we talk to them and see what they're seeing there's there's just plenty of different ways that I get data for these kinds of things. Uh, and not just data, but anecdotal stuff that seems to actually make a difference. So, you know, I'm not even I don't even know that Des Moines the Des Moines register numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Um they, they had Biden down by like six points, and, and I think like they may have had Greenfield down by like six or eight points. Can I
1: let me can I ask you a polling question, a detailed polling question for fun yep. on that? So now your answer probably will be it depends on the poll. But when things are that off, is it usually because they made some assumption about what percent are Republicans, what percent are Democrats? Yes. Or, or well, but let me throw this in too. Or are they are they misjudging uh, uh, likely voters who they think are likely to vote, but they get it wrong more or less? Well, it's all that of that in one.
0: World. I mean, basically, you're supposed to look at everything, and you're supposed to get a random sample of people that represent the views of the population as a whole, and that will vote as like the population as a whole. And you've screwed up in certain ways along those lines when you're, when you're doing that. I mean, somebody found, I think in that Iowa, that Des Moines register poll, I think they may, I'm trying to remember what it was like Trump may have actually had either a small lead or was only down like a few points among women, which tells you right, right away. I think it was college educated. No way. Right. No, absolutely not. Um, so this one that, that PPP just did, um, and they, they tweeted it out an hour ago. So this is fresh polling. Right. Sounds about right from everything we've seen. They've got both Biden and Greenfield at plus one. That's about where I think we are. I would like in, Greenfield in, be, in Iowa. Right. Correct. I would like right. Greenfield to be at more than that. Biden, Iowa's right. just gravy. Right. Um, and and so uh, there really it will all be based upon turnout. Hmm. And I haven't read as much about Iowa turnout. I have heard there's, it's large. I don't know what subgroups and whatever. Um, so, you know, but you have to assume that at least that some of the trends that we're also – and I remember there was earlier polling showing that some of the trends that we're seeing in every other state, shockingly, we're also seeing in Iowa, which is suburbs of Des Moines and places like that that used to be suburban Republicans turning away from Trump. So who's Republican, right. who's Democrat doesn't even tell the whole story? Right. Um. Right. One of the major guys, I think, it was UCLA, who did a huge longitudinal, like they're doing longer-term studies, looking at all this. Claimed the other day that in all of early voting so far, they get this from exit polls. Exit polls, you may remember how we judge whether an election is valid or fraudulent in, in, uh, um, in other countries with elections because people right. mostly coming out of the polls are pretty honest about who they voted for okay. um and um they had 13 percent 85 to, to 13 in that sample of republicans uh who voted early were 85 for trump 13 for biden that would be big bright flashing lights for them that's, that's one what,
1: in what six the number, what should the number be you he think? should
0: absolutely be over 90 percent among his own okay voters um that's that's telling you that one in six republicans who turned out voting for biden not even just just just, not voting for trump but voting for biden that's insane so that's it remember let me just finish one point like we talked about that earlier that's a net net negative two right right Right. that's not just you're losing people because they left trump and they went for biden Right. right now we don't know what they all did but Iowa hasn't had a lot of support for independence. I don't remember what it was in 2016. Hmm. So most of those folks are not Gary Johnson to to Biden voters. Right. The vast majority of those are, are if they're still calling themselves Republicans at this date in time and they're still registered, it's telling you that those are people that that uh, are breaking away mostly from Trump. You know, and only I mean, we're this- <clears throat> you, you asked what numbers we want, John. So okay, well, no, wait, so let, let me do talk, but it's worth well, well just this is important it. because I need to give I the just opposite. have seven seconds to throw in. <laughs> okay, but people need I, yeah. to be able to look at the, the opposite. For Biden, right. it's 96 to 4.
1: Uh, interesting. Okay. Democrats okay. voting yep. for Biden. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, no, all I was – this is just 20 seconds. I was going to say the numbers you just cited reminded me of those uh, Republican approval ratings for Trump. Remember how he always lies and says 96% right. 95, 95% is his favorite, he claims. And then whenever we checked it out, lately he's been around 86% with Republicans in the last right. few months. Well, that is actually the number you're citing in Iowa practically. Right. That's uh, exactly
0: right. And, and, and yeah. you have to remember – those that are still Republicans are a dwindling group. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a registered Republican, it means you've, you've looked at all of this and you're still comfortable being in that party. Yeah. Uh, you know, so having you, you'd even expect more that he would have yeah. like 98% support among um, current Republicans. Cause yeah. I, I would tell you, I have, I know a whole lot of people that, that were Romney Republicans that voted with Romney, friends of mine I disagree with and whatever. Right. I mean, one of them, a friend of mine called me like scared. He's like, are we going to win? You know, but, and I was like, who's we for you? Right. Yeah, He's like, yeah, you know, because yeah. we haven't talked about the election much. He's like, Biden, are you yeah. crazy? I don't want. And I mean, right. in, in a few of these folks, a bunch of them are here in Cincinnati. So, uh, some of them, I have one or two friends of mine in Georgia,
1: they're in. Some of them are in places that matter. So in any case, it's a trend. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and, and you... can I can I say something else about that sure. too? I'm oh, sorry. I mean, I'm only interrupting, like I said, because I'm actually throwing questions back to no, you. It fine. The I was curious in the last few days, and I wasn't sure which way it cut. Uh, the polls were showing that. Most Trump voters were voting for Trump. A large number of Biden voters, I think maybe half, were voting against Trump. Right. So they – and I, maybe I should rephrase this. Biden voters, half of them were were more concerned about beating uh, – mo- I'm sorry. Their main motivation was beating Trump, whereas for a super majority of Trump voters, their main motivation was – re-electing Trump. And I wasn't sure which way that cut, like whether that was bad for Biden, because in a way it means they love Trump. It doesn't even mean they hate Biden. They just love him. So Rachel
0: Biddecoffer, as you know, could be a little bit combative with her other forecasters on Twitter, (laughs) but we've had her on
1: here. Rachel fights for the good, the goodness of all. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But her her big thing has been that Hmm. what will determine these kinds of elections now because of the polarization uh, is negative partisanship that you were turning out because you would walk over hot coals to vote against the other side. And that's what right. I said to okay. you. If I knew there was COVID in the building, I would wear a hazmat suit to I'd, go in and vote against Trump. I'd lick I actually it. really like Biden Trump. a lot. Yeah. I actually think Biden is a very good president for this moment. And I actually happily would have turned out to vote for Biden. But yeah. even, even without that, there's nothing that would have stopped me. I would have dodged gunfire which, which to would you go to the, the polling point? place to vote against Donald.
1: Which Trump, one would honestly. you pick? I would pick that I am voting absolutely to defeat Trump. That would be my number one pick. Right? Uh, because because if you mean, said, is it to well, get Biden elected? Because
0: Trump? because we all look at, at Donald Trump as an absolute danger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in 2012, I didn't like Mitt Romney at all. In 2008, I wrote a book against against John McCain. Neither right. were people that I feared were going to literally, you know. Well, I don't know, take our democracy apart right. piece by right. piece. It's just – it's it's the overwhelming thing that so many Democrats have dreaded looking what Donald Trump has done to our democracy. That doesn't mean they don't also like Joe Biden. It just means that that's the overriding – the overriding sense is I want to protect the democracy my kids are growing up right.
1: So um, but let me ask you again. So is the negative important because you're gonna say both important because it turns us out to vote more because we're scared and fear is a better motivator? Or is it also because it's so negative, more of the disaffected Trump people will vote for Biden, whereas disaffected Biden people still hate Trump. So they might not vote for him. Um Do you know what I, mean? I would yes. Yeah. I would say that um uh,
0: to me, you know, it's the eternal Republicans eternal. discovered this a long time ago, hmm. uh, and which is why they do things that honestly harm our country so hmm. much. Uh, some of them it's because they're crazy, but a lot of it's because they're opportunists and they don't care. Hmm. You know, the whole, oh my God, they're aborting live babies, or they're going to come door to door and take True. away your guns. Gays are or, your they're going, the Green the New Deal, deal are, is going yeah. to lead to 80 million jobs yeah. lost. Socialism. The, their whole thing is based on fear because it works. Yeah. Yep. And, and and the thing is, is we haven't had to scare yep.
1: people about Donald Trump. We've just had to hear him talk. He's remember the biggest we motivator. That, we had that pollster I disagreed with on this, remember? We got into uh, a little – I was trying to be nice, but I was totally disagreeing with is her. Was that my friend Jason Box or was that uh, – uh, A female pollster or a poll watcher. A woman. She was really good. Uh, short black hair. I'm forgetting who she was. Um, I mentioned this before, and you knew who I meant. You said, "Oh yeah." So, oh yeah. Um, she's not a pulser a poll- She she's a message person. Oh, okay. Um, I was you're talking, talking about. You. about oh, come I on. know. See
0: if you can remember because we'll always give Israeli a name friend of mine. I'm just having a moment. Yep. Um but, um, but
1: I'll look but, through. I'm sorry if there's a clicking sound, but I'm looking through my GTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I allowed, you right are here. allowed to click to do Google for this. Um, what was interesting was she was talking about how people think people in Washington usually think fear motivates, but actually a not, a not shanker. Okay. There you
0: go. I just but, came to me, yes.
1: But people that that actually positive motivates more. And I told her, you know, granted, I don't have the numbers, and that's bad to tell a numbers person you don't have the numbers, but my you know, life experience to use a lefty term. Of the last thirty years, thirty-five years, is we won the gay battle by being scary—not scary to white people right. or straight people, but scary to <laughs> scary to our own people. Saying, "Folks, these people hate you," and so boom, you turn out. Here's what I would say: um, I would I say, important too, w- w- in winning
0: over often undecided people. This is my sense from looking at polling and everything else. I do yep. think a positive message. Is very important. Biden's closing message dealing with unity. I'm a president for all Americans, whether you voted for me or not. We're not going to do this anymore. We're going to fight, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to say nasty things. But people, I do actually think that that's very powerful for an important group of people, for people that that uh, are just looking for a better America. And I can't tell you how many Republicans. Again, some I just brought up some of my friends, people either Republicans or Independents who vote Republicans sometimes, who are voting for Biden based upon that. They are right. tired of the division, the instability, all the negatives that come with, with him. And they see they see Biden as being this positive force that can bring people together. So I do still think that that's a powerful message. But, man, I, I still would have to say nothing gets people to the polls like, like, fear. like being scared yeah. for your life. I mean, yeah. being scared for the for the future of your kids, like yeah. your country. Your, your health care. So, I mean, I think that there's elements of truth. You know, I think everybody kind of tries to make things, a lot of people, because, you know, that's, this is their – this is their career and, they, and yeah, they're not yeah. taking anything away from them. But Rachel has what she believes in, and not has what yeah. she believes in. They each have some data to yeah. bear it out. I think the truth is probably some combination of it, both.
1: You know, it also probably depends. I don't want to get too into it, but it depends what issue you're working on too, probably. My Correct. guess is, I know I will say this. I think on gay issues, now LGBT issues and other issues, even like the Trump thing. If it was just, oh my God, they're going to steal the election, well, what do you think happens on election day, Cliff, or those three months before? Everyone says what well, they're going to steal it anyway. Right. And then all of a sudden right. you've you've dispirited your own voters. So there's always this really weird mix of they're coming. But guess what? We can beat the crap out of them. Y- you've got to do both because people need to be scared, but also have a little bit of a breather once in a while and say, yes, all is not because it's like being on Twitter all day. You know, you just want to yep. slit your wrists. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor. There has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impacts air quality across the entire nation, there's even more need for protection when you go outside. I probably shouldn't be laughing at wildfires. (laughs) Uh, The director of the CDC testified. I just thought negatively impact sounded funny. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine at the moment. When it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country, only respirator face masks provide medical grade protection, and only FDA authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The NewDealShop.com has these medically quality FDA authorized masks, and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to TheNewDealShop.com and get FDA authorized, US tested. Respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping, shipping, shipping. Would you like it's to ship better. it? Where do you it's want to ship it, John? <laughs> it's even better than shipping. It's shipping. Only for our listeners do you get shipping. Uh, bulk pricing mm-hmm. is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Keep yourself and your family safe and healthier this fall. That's the shop.com For the shipping. For the
0: shipping. Hey, John, now that we said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn Groove. Groove. I did the thing with my arm (laughs) sideways, by the way. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color. In fact, they have here, by the way. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, John, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The result will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole Duncan time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95, guys, with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal, or if you call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with plexiderm. Visit B U Y P L X dot com backslash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. And now back to our show. Anyway, so yes. Okay. So let me give you some. We, we, we talked about that. Let me give you some. We wanted to go into some different polls. Okay. These, these are all um, the ones I'm reading right now uh, are the ones that I think are not too crazy in either direction and feel about right to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we just did public policy polling at Iowa, Biden, 49, Trump, 48. Okay. Research and company. I don't know their rating, uh, from Nate Silver or whatever, but I do, I am looking at these and these look exactly like the other polls that I've been seeing. So let me read them to you. Michigan, they've got Biden 50, Trump 43. Um, Minnesota, they've got Biden 52, Trump 43. I don't, right. I honestly don't know how short of like literally, uh, everything going dark and polls coming back on with different numbers. Trump wins right. in Minnesota, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> um, Ohio, this is a little closer than I'd like it, mm-hmm. but it's not far from right. Biden 47, Trump 47. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'll talk a little bit why I think I'm bullish on Ohio right now right. and not at all based on – that's mm-hmm. a little story I'd like to tell people for about five minutes, not based at all on, on – That number, I've some other polling numbers that have been better for us recently. Let's do some more polls first. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Biden 50, Trump 44. That seems about right. That's six point lead. Wisconsin, Biden 50, Trump 42. That also seems about right. You'll notice in every one of these states we just went through outside of Ohio, Biden was at 50% or above. We've talked now enough about that that I have to assume any regular listeners
1: understand. Right. So I don't have to go into that again. Um, Give them them the 22nd because people don't always listen. It's pretty simple. If
0: you're over 50%, you don't need anybody else. How about the right. five? As seven? long as you can hold it, you, you can, can lose. I mean, if you, if it's accurate and you're over fifty percent, you literally can lose every single underside voter and still win. Gotcha. They have to they have to actually pull people away from you. And a lot of these polls now that we're doing a large share of the folks. There was one from ABC the other day. I think it was no New York Times uh, Siena polls that looked about right too. Which I'll see if I can find those where they said something like sixty percent or some crazy now amount. I'm I may be getting it wrong. So let's just say a large number of the people they talked to had already voted.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. So okay. there's okay. no way they're yep.
0: changing their minds. Frederick polls. I also don't know how good they are, but these. I've look, heard of them? I haven't either. But these look in the right range, so I'm huh. going to read them to you. Florida, uh, Biden 51, Trump 49. I'm a little suspicious of polls that have no undecideds. I know it's late, but I still expect one yeah. or two percent. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, North Carolina, same. Biden 51, Trump 49. That would mean Biden has been the thing. That one looks more very realistic to me because the last four or five polls I've seen from pollsters I've trusted in North Carolina had Biden at 51. They had Trump at all sorts of places like Hmm. 46, 47. So if this is accurate and he's at 49, it means some recalcitrant Republicans came home. Um, so it's but,
1: uh, so it was Biden fifty one, Trump forty nine, North Carolina. You just said. this one, yes. Okay.
0: okay. Um, others more recently have had it more like a three or four point lead. So this is a little closer for than I, I for, for Biden. So okay. I think this is a little closer than I think it is. And I think the same with Pennsylvania, which has Biden fifty two, Trump forty eight. Now that also that's four points. You're well above fifty percent. Right. You should be in great shape there. Uh, lately, I've seen more at the very least that have been between five and six points. But four points there is not crazy. Right. Right. Um, okay. So that's all of those. Um, hold on, I'm looking through, if folks, if you, you, I'm not doing an advertisement here, they're not paying us, but if you want these things often, I don't know if you go to Political Wire, that's a very good place to find, like, smart stuff and summaries um, right. of, of these kind of things. Tygen Goddard, um, you mean? Or- Tygen Goddard, oh, yeah. political yep. wire. He's, he, he does this every day where he's got a, uh, um, oh, that's nice. He's a story here about Trump fantasizes out loud about beating up Biden. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's,
1: oh, yeah. he's not they a fascist. That happened last night. Yep.
0: He's not a fascist. Um, Okay, here we go. Monmouth, who's been pretty good overall. Um, And this is from, this is also today, Um, Biden 51, Trump 44. See, that feels more like what I've been seeing. Um, This one's closer, and then Morning Consult. Um, Some of these I like, some of them I don't like, some of them I don't believe. Let's start with Biden 48, Trump 46. I don't think that's right. I think it's more like, at this point, about a four-point Biden lead. But now let's go to the other direction. Florida, Biden 52, Trump 45. uh Uh-oh. Too big for Biden. He doesn't yeah, have a seven-point lead yeah, in Florida. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that each of those polls are within the margin of error in the wrong direction. I think I think by I think Arizona is probably more like a 50-46 lead, uh, lead, more of a four-point lead. And I think uh, in Arizona, and I think Florida is more of like <laughs> a three-point lead I, instead of fifty-two forty-five or a two-point lead. Frankly, I, right. I feel much closer that that's a 50-51 Biden and more like forty-eight. Trump, you know that's where I think it is. It may be even closer right. than that. <laughs> Georgia, I love this result if it's true, um, and it looks pretty. It looks not. It looks similar. Uh, Biden forty nine, Trump forty six. That would be not exactly ball game, but pretty close to ball
1: game. And that'll help um, us in the Senate races if it's true. Correct,
0: yeah. and and actually we're do, looking really good in those two Senate races. There. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, North Carolina again. This is closer than, and I think this is a little closer than I think it would be. Um, Biden forty nine, Trump forty eight. Morning Morning consult seems to have a bit more of a Republican sample, with the exception of Florida. That's the only one that that uh, well, no, not Hmm. not Georgia either. Okay, Um, Pennsylvania, Biden fifty two, Trump forty three. That's bigger. That's all. So, yeah, they seem to mix up. They've got a bigger Democratic and some and a bigger mm-hmm. Republican in some. Texas, they have Biden 48, Trump 48. Of course, that's very believable. Almost all the polls have been tied. There have been one or two that have shown Biden up a point or two recently. Wisconsin, don't believe this. Biden 54, Trump 41. I don't know. I mean, unless there's some late movement that I'm not seeing in Wisconsin that's making these 13 and 17 polls, point polls somewhat right. That seems. Well, that 13 seems crazy to me, too. Right. um but I will say again to prove that i'm I'm a both sides are on this one, sorry mm-hmm. folks um you know I, I take and I, I give and I take away. I do not believe Biden is up by 13 in Wisconsin absolutely no. not. however, their Ohio poll has trump at 49 and biden at 47 um uh-uh don't believe that for a second either. Um, I believe Ohio and, and in Ohio right now, Biden and Trump in a couple of polls I've seen are almost absolutely tied. I've seen one maybe with Trump up one, I've seen another, I've seen more with Biden up one. And again, I'll give more of my analysis of Ohio from stuff I saw this weekend in a little bit. <clears throat> okay. So those are a lot of polls. Um, and those are the most recent ones. They paint a picture of some things that we're seeing. Um, okay. let's start with, um, in, uh, Going to read you this one thing and again sorry i'm clicking on something but
1: it's you're not, are you, you're not starting senate yet or are you
0: no but I, okay. this is okay. okay this is from who is evan smith on twitter
1: uh, do we know no i don't think so i don't
0: okay let's see because apparently he's somebody who does this of ceo of the texas tribune oh okay okay well, and right. maybe we should know who he is um okay so here's what i've got I was I was emailing with a colleague of mine who I used to work with at a polling firm and he was and, and this is insane. Okay. Four point six million of the nine point seven million Texans who voted early right. have quote no previous primary history voting, unquote. Jesus. So so here's what's important about that. All right. Yes, there may be a few of those white whale Trump working class voters. They maxed out on those pretty big in 2016. Could I be surprised and could they turn out some more? Perhaps. I don't think so. The biggest reason Democrats have always talked about how they've been unable to break through the wall of getting younger Latino voters to vote in Texas Hmm. um, who are largely Democratic and the reason why has been – well, I'm sorry, there have been different sort of theories as to the reasons why. A lot of it, obviously, is in some cases people came over here undocumented. Maybe they became legal um, or maybe they they have relatives. You know, there's all sorts of sort of reasoning why they would be, why some of these voters, and I get it, certainly would be scared to come forward in certain cases. But it's not, there, there just are so many younger ones. So, first of all, the people that have turned, you know, who were 15 14, 15, 16, and 17 in 2016, all of who have aged into voting. It's a huge group in Texas. There's a lot. Um, there's also a large Asian-American population in Texas disproportionately. I don't know if that accounts for some of this, but that's insane. And I really do have a hard time believing, honestly, that that they found all the, this unicorn of all these hidden Trump voters. So that, that is what makes me believe, and I'll just say it out loud, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I think that I think Biden's going to win Texas. Wow.
1: Say. Okay. Wow. Um,
0: so that is, that is, a, that's a big deal there. Um. There are similar numbers coming out of Georgia. I would tell you right now that I actually have more confidence right at this moment in Biden winning Texas and Georgia than I do in his winning Florida. <laughs> huh. That's, that's okay. the crazy world we're occupying. Right. Right. Trump seems to, and I believe it's, a, I believe it's largely Cuban, um, right. has has been able to appeal. The one group he's seen some gains are from Latino, and I say Latino because it's not the women, Latino men in, in in Florida. He's actually seen not huge gains, but marginal gains that have helped him there um, where to, to offset some of his losses among seniors, college-educated white voters and others. Um, you haven't seen that in the same way in Arizona. And so I believe it, uh, that's why I'm saying because there aren't... We, we talked with Leandra about this when she was on her show. People like to throw everybody to one bucket. Puerto Ricans and Cubans and Salvadorians vote differently. And the group that is right. the largest, in, in you know, there's also a lot of Puerto Ricans in Florida, but the group that's the largest are Cubans. Um, and that's why at this point, I honestly feel like they've done some of that. Florida is just effing nuts, as we know. I, right. I just, I will, I will never have faith in Florida, no matter what right. the polling shows. So, I feel stronger that at this point that we're going to win Texas and we're going to win Georgia than I do about about uh, huh. Florida. It's a weird situation
1: to be right. in. But that's but it. I was and I was hearing this weekend that if we win Georgia, it really starts to cause a problem for Trump because those extra. If we win Georgia, votes,
0: it's very diff- different. It's, it's, it, I would yeah. say it's almost impossible for him to win. If we win Texas, it is impossible pretty much right. because mean, the math. Nothing's ever impossible, but yeah, yeah. you know, you would have to sweep. I mean, think, there's 38 electoral votes in Texas. Yeah. Like that's Wisconsin plus Pennsylvania plus like. Well, oh, that many more. Wow. Yeah. Pennsylvania's got 20. Wisconsin's got 10. Right. Um, so those two states are going to think of another one that has eight or something. I mean, not quite eight, but Iowa has six. I mean, you know, like you're right. talking about like all the places he would absolutely have to win. You know, right. it, it puts him in a real hole. Right. Right. Um. So that's what things are looking like um, in some of those spots. Um, again, the polls are going anywhere from in, in Wisconsin and Michigan. they are getting mostly high single digits. And you're getting high single digits to low double digits in Minnesota, which I don't think ever this time really has been a. You mean a lead for Biden by? Yes, lead for Biden. Okay. In Pennsylvania, you're getting more mid to high single digits, but it's a little closer, and obviously with some of those being mail-in ballots that they're going to try to, you know, it's a little more nerve-wracking in Pennsylvania. Um, It's more. I think it's more like a five to six point lead there, but still. You, you can't, it's not every single mail-in voter, even if it's 70%, not every right. mail-in voter is going to be a Democrat there. I mean, for them to sort of pull this off is, is challenging.
1: Well, let me, okay, let me make you step back a little bit. So today versus the last time we podcast on Friday, today being Monday, the day before the election, overall, the polls, the zeitgeist, what you're hearing about, turnout, everything else, are you more or less confident today for a Biden win than you were on Friday or the same? Um I'm about the same to slightly more. Okay, and um, I
0: think is that just the because you, exception you're not have heard, or did, No, I'm go always going to yeah, be go scared. On. The only exception where I've heard negative things right. and hopefully they've righted the ship. You sent me something originally. You know, it was in Miami Dade in Florida again yeah. where we were not hitting our turnout rate and uh, they seem to have really sort of um, scrambled. Florida, I saw,
1: Florida I saw man. Crooked
0: media, John Favreau and those guys have got big accounts yeah. pushing people to volunteer and go door to door. They seem to have really upped the, their effort there, and there are a lot of folks who can come in. They also, of course, was that video of all those mail in ballots sitting in the damn post office. Yeah. In the, yeah. They've opened an investigation there, the Miami Dowd prosecutor, um, and, and yeah. they've claimed now they've got that they're <laughs> getting, and, th- and Miami Day gets remember, is mostly controlled yep. by Democrats. So the one thing we can say there is that they're going to, they've said they will get, yeah, they get to the bottom of it there. at least. Yep. And I do think that that could be a lot of it, that maybe some people didn't show up in person early and they're sitting right there. And their mail ballots are sitting right there in the, in, in the Miami-Dade damn post office. Um, yeah. So it's hard to know. But again, I'll never trust Florida. I'm sorry. I was too yeah. scarred by in 2000 yeah. um, to ever trust it. And really, frankly, 2018, where we had such a great year in so many places, and they found a way to barely win the governor and Senate race. I just will never trust Florida. So yeah. um, but but um, that's the only negative thing. That okay. I've heard on our side, there obviously have been some lawsuits where they are trying to they may try sure to suppress some votes in Texas, both Pennsylvania, Minnesota. So far, the state court kicked it out. The federal court would have in to Texas, rule the State court in Texas, yes.
1: Um, but with uh, the federal, federal judge is apparently a lunatic uh, Republican who got the case in federal court.
0: So that would be a hell of yeah. a, a, a difficult even for a lunatic to say why drive-through is any less. Yeah. Republicans actually approved of this site too. Yeah. They're desperate there, which yeah. should tell you it looks like we're winning Texas. Yeah. They want to throw out 100,000 votes in this drive-through place, which yeah. maybe, you if know, you're being realistic, yep. hold on, let me finish. We'll yeah, yeah. We'll be, it would be a net of, we'd lose 60, 80, no more, 80,000 votes, because I think it's largely our people. But again, it's not solely Democrats who voted there, even if it's largely right. Democrats. Um, our people for it, some Trump voters came through there too. So um, we'll go ahead, John, uh, you want no, to.
1: Speak. I just did it real quick, because one thing that does worry me, and we'll get to more of this when we start talking about the Senate races, is. I still get worried that even if we have an overwhelming margin because we get Georgia or you know or Arizona or whatever, a few states that are Texas, right? That just make it impossible for Trump to win. Keep in mind that the Republican cheating machine, especially with the lawsuits, but others, they can affect the Senate races too. And you better believe, especially yeah, if it looks them. like especially if it looks like Trump is really losing, you better yeah, they're believe try, they're gonna put all the Senate, stops. Of But they're Here's gonna the thing. All stops to cheat the Senate.
0: That is correct. John's 100% right, obviously. Uh, and here's the thing. I mean, the, the – how big – this is why people – some people were like, oh, should I you – know, no big deal. I'm in New York, You know, and I'm a Democrat, or I'm in Oklahoma, and I'm a Democrat. It makes no difference, and that's why I said the same damn thing to everybody. Get out and vote for Biden because the bigger the popular vote win, the end – the big – and especially if you are in swing states, the bigger the win in in various swing states – Whatever Trump tries, the fewer Republicans who are going to be willing to tie their reputations to jumping on board. Right. Again, there are those Republicans in the Senate who we know are cowards, and most of them won't say a damn thing. My guess is, is that a few of the ones who still suck, and I'm not saying you're great, and they just put Coney Bear on the court, but Lisa Murkowski or Romney or people that don't want to tie their fate 100% to Trump's so might say something. But there's certainly a lot of other people, former high-level Republican officials out there, some of whom have endorsed Biden, some of whom have just stayed out of it. I think a lot of them will be speaking up in a lot of places and putting a lot of pressure on the Republicans to just go away. If it's a huge, that's why mm-hmm. it needs to be huge. But they will, the more comfortable they will feel not speaking out against Trump will be how much closer the race yep. is. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yeah, um, And the courts become less of an issue if it's a wild thing. And right. again, the fact that we even have to have this conversation should anger everybody listening to this and should should remind all of us of the next big thing you know, and I haven't even discussed this with John yet, so haha, ha. yeah. I'm just going to spring it on him. But going forward, with the unprecedented podcast, if we win in the manner in which I hope and think we will uh, this election, both the Senate and, and the president, um, having a massive uh, up there with an economic bill, up there with um, a bill right away, uh, or, or some, some sort of right away starting to look at expanding courts, um, right away starting to look at admitting um, the District of Columbia. Puerto yep. Rico I believe has to should have uh, if they want to have some sort of plebiscite. They're having a referendum. Some tomorrow, some referendum should Oh and you uh, know they should, do they, that yep. should they, they should they want and only get admitted if they want to obviously. Yep. But DC is not even a question needs to be admitted immediately. Oh, ridiculous. Without yep. fanfare just cut yep. and 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 what I'm saying is the minute that Republicans block any one of those votes is the minute the filibuster is gone. Oh yeah. And yeah. I would and I would add to that yep. um, climate change legislation. Gun control for Christ's sake, Um, immigration reform that as DACA and all all the rest. And if any one of these essential – it's sort of like when people say, well, we shouldn't just throw out the filibuster just to be dicks. And my response would be, yeah, I agree. We should be above that in democracy. The minute that any essential legislation that they've gummed up for 15 years now or they've watched more Americans get sick, die, and all the rest, the minute Mitch McConnell's fucking turtle mouth opens – uh, and hopefully it won't, because hopefully Amy McGrath will beat him. By the way, the numbers in Kentucky are huge. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Turnout, uh, I'm going to remain ever hopeful, even mm-hmm. if I know what we're up against, and it's not going to be easy at all to win in in Kentucky. So I'm, right. I'm realistic. I got burned last time predicting McConnell would lose. <laughs> I
1: will never probably. I mean, <laughs> I don't even really care about that. Uh, well, I just thought that
0: that uh, what's-her-name, Allison London Grimes, was
1: running a very good but, campaign. Well, wait, so what were you saying? You were saying something interesting. What were you what I'm saying
0: is, is that John and I, and hopefully everybody else who has any reach whatsoever, will be making it clear um, to a president elect as well as a Democratic Senate and whatever that the filibuster must immediately go. Yes, because we can never go through this again.
1: And Biden's not going to want a, to. I mean, there needs to be a you know, massive
0: yeah. civil rights bill, because again, that's what voting rights are. That makes fuck pre-clearance for only districts where there is past. You know, yep. we were we were nice about this in the past. No. Now there needs to be pre clearance for everyone. You know what, Cliff? By even the way, in New York, let me finish this point a. quickly. Even in New York, some folks have said if New York were a deep south state, people would be talking about voter suppression all day long, all day, you know, and all night. The voting apparatus, and I remember even 20 years ago when I still lived in New York, they yeah, have these old freaking machines that seem like they came out of the Teddy Roosevelt era. It's bullshit. Everybody has their right to vote. It, it is a sacred part of being an American. And I don't care if you're in a blue, red, or, or a purple place, and I don't care if it makes a difference. There needs to be pre-clearance as far as I'm concerned for every yep. state and every district. Everyone needs to get equal resources based on the number of people, and everybody needs to wait in similar lines or have similar access to mail ballot or any other way they'd like to vote. All of this stuff needs to be – this is the right to equality. This is basic civil rights, and there needs to be a very clear law, and let the fucking Supreme Court try and overturn that, and then we'll add eight more justices in fucking three weeks. What's, I mean right. I'm exaggerating, right. but
1: – I mean what I what I want to <clears> – <throat> well, finish really quick because I want to get into – is my last sentence. Yeah.
0: Never, ever in the democracy in which I live that is still – world has issues of democracy do i ever want to have conversations again when when we're fucking up eight or nine points or even when we're up two or three points about how we might not win because of how votes are cast versus the will of the people never again
1: right i i what i was going to say is i feel like not i feel like when obama won obama needed to be more aggressive but you know but he also had to be careful first Black American president, all that kind of crap, right? But he still – I think he was – he pulled his punches too much. Again, great president, Love the guy, very happy how things ended up as far as I'm concerned, historic presidency.
0: And I will say just quickly, and I'll let you continue. Yep. Yep. There's a Jackie Robinson factor there. He was the first one, and there, you know you know,
1: I was oh, – yeah. I yeah. thought he should have been tougher at times too, but let's all say we
0: understand why he wasn't yeah.
1: sometimes. You've okay. got to – you're the trendsetter that people are going to judge all the future ones by. Oh, we, it's not fair, it's, yeah. but it's stupid. It's idiotic. It's it it is what it is. And okay, yes. so go ahead, John. So what, um, I will kill you. We're not even going to continue the show if I can't remember this now. <laughs> We're going to literally stop for 10 minutes while I try to remember what I was saying.
0: Cliff, I'm voting
1: have- this, that voting rights bill. We won't stop until everybody yes. has a quality voting. It, got, it, got it. All right. So I think this time, and I know it is our impulse, you know, as liberals to want to push harder for more stuff. This time, I'm on board. And I mean that is in, I'm always on board ideologically on doing more, obviously. But strategically, Cliff and I have always been very careful about figuring out not just what we want, but something I think the, sort of the extremes of our party and also the Republicans don't think about is what can we get and how can we get it? Don't just push for something, figure out how you can get it and whether this bill will actually do it or whether it'll blow up in your face. And what I'm intrigued by the lesson from the Trump era is I'm almost feeling like even though we've got to worry about the midterm elections, right? Because they did a great job on Obamacare. Now people like Obamacare, but for the midterms with Obama, it destroyed us. (laughs) We lost everything there, and we almost lost the presidency, except we didn't, thank God, but it was close in 2012. This time, I'm almost thinking we take the lesson of Trump, and we go gangbusters, Cliff. We do do all of that shit, and we do it all at once. We do – D.C. voting. uh, 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 D.C. admitted as a state. We do voting rights legislation. We do the LGBT Rights Equality Act. We do all of these things. We get rid of the filibuster. Maybe we even uh, change the Supreme Court if we have to. Right? Hell, maybe you even consider impeaching uh, Kavanaugh. But you go so crazy on everything that they don't even know where to start. Because first of all, it means if they're having legal cases before the Supreme Court, now they've got 15 cases they're worrying about not just one. They're spreading their money thin. Now they're worrying about lobbying on all of these different issues. And as we've learned on the left, guess what happens when you've got 15 different issues you're fighting on? Now you're not unified anymore, right? Because of course, we support immigration, but you know who's going to spend full time working on immigration? Immigration advocates. Whereas right. I'm busy worrying about LGBT rights, and Cliff is busy worrying about guns. And when you attack us on all of these fronts, we're all so busy worrying about our own issue that we don't have as much bandwidth to give to the other issues. We don't have as much money to give. That's what they. That's what Trump has done to us. And each new day, there's a new issue. So you forget the old issue you were pissed about. I, I really kind of wonder. I don't know whether we can pull this off strategically, meaning whether Dems are good enough to pull this off (laughs) by juggling all these things at once and not having them blow up in our faces. But I'm intrigued by the lesson Trump has taught us of you just keep throwing shit against the wall and against the wall and against the wall. It's not what sticks. It's that the guy who's against the wall, getting stuff thrown in his face, there's another one and then another one and another one. And he can never wipe his face clean because you keep hitting him. (laughs) Right. Right. To mix my metaphors, but but I wonder. The only problem is, <laughs> I'll answer the question for you. I, I you know, do you really think Dems can pull that off? I worry about message wise. Hell, we let them turn Benghazi into a national issue, which was a total bullshit issue. You know, right. they're just very good at turning nothing into something. As far as scandal, it, it worries me. But but I'm intrigued by. But Biden, let me throw this in final point. I don't think Biden's the guy <laughs> for a radical, never-ending agenda. Having said that, he's the one people picked, and we may win because it's Biden. People may – his slow and steady wins of the race may actually be what gets Biden in there because people say, you know what? He's not a bad alternative, and he's calm, and he's not crazy, and we don't have to worry about his tweets. That may be actually what wins us, but you know, we are going to have to push him a little, I think, if he gets in there to do to Yeah, do I,
0: I think you're right. Yeah. You know, so I mean, um, and that's fine, but but you know, in the end, look, I think he, his, you know, his basic orientation is that of somebody who is cautious, who is a sort of cautious center left guy. Um, but I I don't like using the word radicalized because it makes it sound like it's radical, but I do believe the Republican Senate's behavior, both especially when you compare what they did with Merrick Garland to Amy Coney Barrett. Um, and I was reading an article about this in, in some places like the Atlantic. Um, you see some of the, the the voices of moderation and caution in the Democratic Party right. from the past saying, you need to do this, Joe Biden. The class, the, the biggest example yeah. all is actually yeah. one of his closest, I'd say, probably political advisors is Chris Coons of Delaware, who is a very Senator. moderate, bipartisan, almost to a fault sometimes – Uh, Senator, He may be from Delaware, which is a more liberal state. There was a point in time when Delaware was actually a pretty moderate Republican state. The DuPonts came out of there. You know, it, it was sort of more economically conservative, socially liberal. And actually, frankly, in the past, long past, it was a little more Southern and less socially liberal, too. But at this point. It still has – Chris Coons is still a very – he's probably, I would guess by voting record, probably one of the five, six, seven most conservative members of that caucus. Right. It was sort of like when you got Joe Manchin to agree with Elizabeth Warren that Social Security needed to be raised and not lessened. You, right. you basically could then sort of go like this with your hands, all done. Right. <laughs> because you had the most one of the conservative members. That's what I'm seeing here. The only one I've seen speak out against it slightly is Diane Feinstein, and she maybe wow. she may find Without herself her. yeah. put put in line by some other folks. Yeah. Again, it's it's not about being radical at this point. It's about we need to make well, the argument. It's about yeah, two when, things. Yeah, I make, when you're done, our, I want to make
1: a point about the radicalization. Go it's on. about yeah. preserving
0: our democracy because they have balanced it to a point of where there's there's minority, not minority African American, whatever minorities in terms of numbers, control now on the Supreme Court in the Senate. … in the House because of gerrymandering, all these places, and in the presidency with the Electoral College. They have not won anything basically for a while in terms of overall votes, all right? And and so that, that's that's the first part of it, and then the second part of it is very simply, and this is an argument I'm going to be making, and I hope others jump on this, which is you need to do it politically because you will lose. Because, because if Mitch McConnell is still there or some other loser facsimile of Mitch McConnell, who acts like him, is still there, they, what they did with Obama, which reminds me of what they did with Clinton in 92, their whole thing is is to block everything. All these people clamor for change. They right. use the filibuster. They block most of what you can do, and then they claim that you didn't try to do anything, and people don't know the difference. And right. they get, and that's where they win big in the midterms. So it is political malpractice to, to have had that happen twice already and allow them to do it a third time. Right. If you pass gun control legislation, if you pass voting rights, national, you know, uh, civil rights legislation, if you pass you know, all sorts of pre- reform running for office, presidents have to share their tax returns, you know these sorts of things like that, that are, that are very sort of good government things. If you pass climate change and immigration reform and you do all these other things, people will be like, oh, my God, you did a lot and they will reward you for it, right. as they did right. after FDR came in in the first off year election after his election. He in in a pattern that goes against what normally happens. He won in a big way in 1934, and there was a reason for that because people were thanking him for everything they got done between 32 or early 33 and 34. That's what we need right now.
1: Right. Let me throw in because it's funny when you were talking about radicalization. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who's a, um, you know, was a, a senior staffer in the Senate for a Democrat, a good guy. I'd say, again, we're losing our terminology of late. I would say he's a good progressive like us. And again, once we win all of this, hopefully, then we're going to have a larger discussion about terminology because we need a new term, right? Um, I am not Chapo. I'm I'm not even really an AOC person, though I think she's proven herself to be very smart and been very good of late uh, certainly not an ilan omar guy but having said that my point there though is there is i think a real divide amongst progressives and the far left socialists i don't know what we want to call them we don't even have the terminology and we sort of i'm going to give you the terminology in a second from a very okay. interesting study i saw okay go ahead um but in any case i think there's a so there's a whole my, my point is my friend is like us he's not far left but he's not centrist he's uh typical uh traditional progressive, he yep. said to me the other day, he said, you know, these guys have radicalized me. And this is funny, Cliff, because it's exactly what you're talking about. He I said, what do you mean? He goes, I don't mean ideologically because I've always believed in, you know, good progressive stuff, but I was much more careful and strategic and they've got me so pissed off. I don't fucking care anymore. He says, See, I, it's, that's in other talking words, about. it's, it's, and here's my, my sort of tagline. It's not radicalization of ideology. It's rag- radicalization of approach and care. correct. That's a very smart way of putting it. Fuck you. I'm willing to change the court. And and every single time. And you and I are uh, the same way, I think.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, And every single time, I would reach out. First, I would extend my hand for bipartisanship and and say that we're a democracy, and in a democracy, the losing side – is supposed to get a say we're supposed to compromise and you and, and but the winning side gets more of the say especially if we win as big as we hope to and right. you may get 20 or 25% of what you want but only if you engage in the process right. if you if the minute you filibuster is the minute that we get rid of it and is the minute that you have absolutely zero say and you can decide if you want to join us then or don't want to join us right. or if it's only let's say you know let's say we win 54 senators and and McConnell filibusters um, and and there's, we have 54 Democratic senators and McConnell filibusters, and there's three Republican senators who say would close down the filibuster, but they don't have enough. And then we get rid of the filibuster. I would say to those three, come on along and join us and help craft the legislation so you your ideological concerns and your constituent concerns are a part of it because that's what democracy is about. But if all you're going to do is take your ball and go home, then do it. And the, the adults in the room – the non-children, the non-tantrum-throwing ones, will will do the business of legislating for the people of the United States. Right. You go and 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 go on Sean Hannity and screaming y'all like an idiot. You go and pander and demagogue and act like a dick. We're going to still get done for the people what we need to get done. And if that and that means that we're going to do it procedurally, so you can't use this to block us. That is what we're going to do. You already in two thousand eighteen got sixteen million fewer votes for the U.S. Senate. OK, and you picked up seats because of where those Senate seats were. All right. This is not happening. But so you start off with the fact that you represent far fewer right. people than we do. You're but, not yeah. going to extend that with a filibuster requiring us to get 10 more, you know, uh, senators from states like Wyoming right. and South Dakota. No. Right.
1: But my big um, warning, addition, is, of course- my big warning yeah. is this has got to be done right. And, and we are not good. At, and when I say we, of course, I'm not talking about you all listening. I'm not talking about Cliff and me. But we as liberals, as Democrats, whatever, we tend not to be very good at defending our advances. We tend to push for them. And then we let the Republicans – a friend of mine working on the Hill years ago used to say he worked for Senator Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, uh, did his gay rights stuff, did his uh, you know, women's issues, disability, you name it, all the good liberal stuff. And Michael used to tell me, he says – you know, I came to Kennedy once and he would prepare these briefing books for Kennedy on any issue. Uh, Let's say there was a Jesse Helms amendment, really racist, homophobic senator from, uh, from North Carolina. And Helms would always have these nasty amendments on people with AIDS, you name it. And Michael would prepare a briefing book. I kid you not, the briefing book would be eight inches tall. I'd be like, oh my God, you know, all the issues tabbed for the senator, no matter what Helms says, he's ready. Kennedy gave it back to him and laughed. And he said, Michael, because you give me the seven inches, Kennedy is coming in with one paragraph on a memo, and he's going to destroy us on this. Yeah, the, the idea was, you know, we've they're much better at finding this little pithy argument that just shoots us down than we are at defending, and we are going to have to. My point isn't to scare. My point is to say we need to figure this out because. Mark my words, folks, we can get as aggressive as folks want, unless we learn how to defend ourselves through the fight and afterwards defend our gains in terms of public relations, marketing, politics, we're going to lose all of this and it's going to blow up in our faces. So that is a valid concern, but I'm not sure what the answer is because I'm not sure our side is ever going to figure it out, Cliff. I mean, how many decades have we talked about this?
0: Well, I'm hoping that just the way our side figured it out, uh, you know, that you would have had maybe 10, 15 people in favor of getting the filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster five years ago. Um, and yeah, now, that's, literally that's we're we're counting yep. on yep. one hand, you know, when you're talking about being radicalized, whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of people have changed a lot of perceptions after what we've watched, what they've done. Like right. the Amy Coney Barrett thing was only like literally, pardon my expression, the oh. final kick in the nuts. Yeah. We'd already seen it with Kavanaugh. We'd already seen it with Merrick Garland. We'd already seen it with, you know, if you were paying attention to this stuff, with the, the gazillions of, of uh judge you know, judges they blocked during Obama to the point where Harry Reid finally had to do the 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 uh Uh, nuclear option, as they would call it, or whatever, get rid of the filibuster for lower court judges, or they would be even more packed with Trump people because McConnell literally wouldn't allow anybody under any circumstances to come forward when they filibustered you know gun control legislation that had 56 votes not 50 even or 51 right. 56 which is considered a pretty solid majority for the most basic gun control literally right. for background checks and for and to and there was 57 votes I believe to make they add a, a federal requirement to gun trafficking for Christ's sake so we could try to trace people that were still doing string buying which is when you show up at these sh- gun shows and there's no limit in what you can buy so you buy a whole bunch for yourself so that you can go resell them in the park parking lot to people that are then going to take them to uh, illegally across the country and do it. I mean, I'm sorry. They've they've lost all benefit of the doubt at this point. let me let me me throw something at you. Summarize because I want to change Mm topic. Extend your hand. We'd like you to be a part of it. They're a part of it. Great. And they'll get a little bit some of what they want because they should. They don't want to be a part of it. Fuck you. The adults are going to legislate and the filibuster is gone.
1: That's it. So we've got about fifteen minutes left in the show. We still need—I just realized—because we've been on a rant. That's close. Because I, we gotta, I we want Stephanie to, Miller, and I, I think I gotta get set up upstairs here. Yeah, so. we've got Stephanie Miller in half an hour. That we're going on her show. I'd for say eleven months. ten our time. So we got about thirteen minutes, guys. But here's my concern: we we still need to talk about the Senate races, and I think it's really important that we talk to folks about what is going to happen tomorrow night and aftermath if Trump tries to really steal it. What do we do? And I think that's an important topic that deserves. So let's uh, dive in on the Senate stuff. Is there anything new? Where are we on the Senate? Um, nothing new. Uh,
0: polling has shown, I would say now, um, Iowa, we've come back down to earth a little bit. We had a solid three, four point lead. I'd right. say we've. I would consider this now more a tie to a one or two point lead. It's going to be really close, uh, which is, upsets me a little bit. Um, but I, I still think we've had a solid chance at winning that seat. North Carolina has still seemed like a pretty wide margin. All Everything Tillis has done and the mistakes that our guy made that I'm not going to even go into seems to not have changed it in any real way. Um, so I, my, the way I see it is North Carolina, I'd still give us at this point, I think finally – so we win North Carolina. I would say I think finally Susan Collins has met her Waterloo and will not have enough. It will be close, closer than it should be. Right. Collins is a very good retail campaigner and all that, but I think Sarah Gideon wins. I think um, Colorado and Arizona are walks, and we win relatively easily, right. and so I think that's four Senate seats right there. Sadly, I, 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 everybody go out and vote, during the you can, but I think it's going to be pretty damn hard for, for, uh, Doug um, for Doug Jones to hold on. That, if we win the presidency, is enough to give us the Senate, but right now from everything I'm seeing, I'm becoming bullish as hell on both those Senate races in Georgia.
1: Hmm. Okay, except they're still uh, runoff races though.
0: Correct. Uh, yeah. No, one of them may not be. At this point, if Ossoff, I've seen a couple polls that have had it very close to 50. Oh. There's a very good chance Ossoff gets over Ooh. 50 and it's over. The second be, one, because yeah. it's a jungle primary and there's so many people in the other one, the one that was a yeah. uh, special election, that one almost definitively, although Warnock in some polls has been higher. It's hard to tell where he is, but I've seen some of him yeah. in the mid to high 40s. Hmm. Uh, if he could somehow yeah. break 50, that would be awesome, but I think that's unlikely, and we'll right. still be favored to win that one if we can recreate turnout.
1: I'm assuming just, that jungle primary works the same way. If he breaks 50, he wins, period. There's no runoff. Yes. Okay. So
0: I, I actually feel pretty good we win both of those at this point. Okay. Um that would put us in a plus five position. And then I would tell you out of Iowa, hmm. Alaska, Kansas, Montana, Mississippi, South Carolina, am I missing anything? God, there's, oh, Texas. And I think the numbers in Texas may be John Cornyn's Waterloo, too. God, I hope. Hmm. Um, although Cornyn in polls has outperformed Trump by a little bit. So there is right. a scenario where we could win Texas's electoral votes and lose the Senate race. Um, but I would say out of those five, six races, um, six at least there, uh, my expectation is due to a wave, we carry two to three of them. But I don't know which. We can go in which way. Bullock is looking really strong in Montana. Um, But, you know, again, each of those pieces you need – it depends on how much the brand that you've built – because you're going to have to win somewhere between three and 6% of Trump voters.
1: Are we still worried about legal challenges, potentially stealing the uh, Senate majority from us? Uh,
0: We should be. Yeah, There's still, for example, and we've tried to talk about like the, the witness thing. um, um, There's still the, 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 in South Carolina, North Carolina, Wisconsin, these stupid laws where if you vote by mail, you have to have a witness and the USPS DeJoy, that piece of, I just won't even say it. Oh, yeah. Purposely banned USPS workers right. from doing that. I think the the word has gotten out. In those states, we've advertised, we've reached out digitally and called people. We've let them know, my guess is, but you know, they're they're still as there could be. What if what if Jamie Harrison ends up winning by, you know, a couple thousand votes? And there's a right. couple thousand votes that are lo- lacking witness signatures. The
1: Texas, the Texas ballot legislation, same thing. 110, 120,000 votes. That would be you talking about
0: the ones in the drive-through voting. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I mean,
1: you you so, th- yes, th- they're, that's, they're, that's an issue for uh, the presidency,
0: but also Senate. And North races. Carolina, by the way, I think we have a big enough lead that we would sustain it in the North Carolina Senate race, Good. Good. but also there. The same thing could happen with, the, with with ballots without a witness signature. So I mean, we have to be you know we have to be cognizant of all of this. Which is they're good. This is who they are. I mean, literally, they're a white nationalist rump party trying to hold on to power by the fact that they've got a thirty you know twenty five thirty percent base of white nationalists and an extra ten to fifteen percent that are either snookered by Fox News or you know are are, are are people that don't generally like Trump Republicans, but are selfish as hell about their taxes. Probably a few percent more who you know are in there for other reasons, and and they're relying on the Republican brand. Their families always voted Republican. It's what they do, and they just haven't accepted yet that it's not the party it once was. Right. Um, which is why you keep seeing increasingly. Each election, more and more of these suburban voters, particularly women, college-educated, are leaving the Republican Party because, you know, each new offense leads more and more to leave. And there's probably right. a few, you know, even after this election, will still be some that hang in there this time. That will still so add all that up. But that's what you've got going on. Yes, I expect to right. see all host of court challenges because this is what we're reduced to right. at this point: people operating in almost entirely in bad faith, and not enough other people, as would have in the past, right. to say. Fucking stop it. Sit down. And this is America. What's most important is is the the, the uh, credibility of our Senate, and of the presidency. Um, sadly, we don't have enough people willing to speak up like that anymore who are elected officials.
1: You know, let, let's use that as a segue in our last seven minutes to talk about the aftermath of the election. Um, I did an interesting interview this morning with France 2, uh, one of the national TV networks. Or if you were to France 2. France 2. Um, one of the national oui. TV networks in France. Uh, and they're, interestingly enough, they wanted to oui, Stop! <laughs> <They laughs> I can't help it. I, I never know. speak
0: it anymore. I know. So we, I don't get,
1: to- we ought to do an episode in French sometime just you for fun. Should. just so um, I can practice. We'll get, you know, goofy. Jamie
0: Schler, who's, who's yeah. on Twitter, she's awesome, and she's a she's a chef yeah. from the United States originally, and she's got like a chef book or two, very liberal, it has a hotel in in, I think, not far from Toulouse, maybe Avignol. Um, right. We should have her on one one of these and just, uh, we will about food and politics and all well, three I of was going to say,
1: I, I'm track. game to occasionally just have a little, you know, palate cleanser conversation with a celebrity about celebrity about Hollywood, just to kind of occasionally I, get I, off. We're of, going to on just to tell people, here's, you know, just occasionally, even, yeah. you know assume even
0: like now that we win oh, and which food. we do, but like still relaxing comfort foods after the yeah. period of time we've been through. I see yeah, right. It'll
1: still be political, right. For the political junkie who's been very stressed, to what's clean. the best comfort exactly. yeah. Clean that political um, yeah. but okay. no so i think we what was interesting is they were very interested in talking about violence you know they even used can i tell you war. thing but yeah well wait let me just say but that's the point so they were very focused on the potential for violence and civil unrest and it clearly has the french really kind of worried like it does us so it surprises me because, yeah. like they're used to civil unrest I, I mean there you you
0: you you cut you know, pensions buy a little too much or education funds, and like everybody's in the streets.
1: Yeah. I guess the big difference trucks is, and yeah. the difference
0: is they don't let every Yahoo have a gun, which is always the big difference in the United States. By the States.
1: way, is that the latest number I checked this morning? How many guns are in the hands of civilians in the US, Cliff?
0: Over 300 million, easily.
1: 390 million. Our population it, is 330 million. I brought that fact up just to scare the Now I used to know
0: this number. And I don't remember what it is, but mm. there's an important number in there too, which is both heartening in some ways and very disconcerting disconcerting in others, mm. which is um, among that that sort of 390 million guns, like there's a 5 or 10% of people that own like 30-plus guns that are, are a lot of the reason why. It's not that everybody out there owns a gun. You see it's what I'm saying? Yeah, the vast majority of people at this point in time actually do not own guns. It's like you're right. A, it's a bad, bad. do not have guns. It's just yeah. The guy who has thirty is is it's because like it well, it could
1: mean right. The militias are armed to the teeth, and the rest of us aren't. Yeah. I'm
0: going to quote George no. Clooney from a movie he was in, huh. uh, or no, did Nicole Kidman say it? What was the movie where they were in there fighting some Bosnian guy who's trying to blow up a nuke in New York? Yeah. I don't know. Train
1: nuke right but there's a good it? line here,
0: and that i i, I kind of remembered the line uh-huh. is i'm not worried about the the country with 10 nukes i'm worried about the guy with one yeah as in it's the person in some ways i'm worried more about the person with 30 guns because what's the mentality yeah. of someone who wants a gun or a nuke that bad yeah
1: well let's let's take it back then to our general discussion then i mean as far as what happens in the next day and where we're headed uh I'm very concerned about the stealing. I guess I was thinking about this in the last day, and my biggest concern isn't that Trump simply loses and... It's certified loss for Trump, and he literally changes the locks on the White House and won't leave, right? I'm less worried about that than I am that he finds a legal way to steal, and that means going to the courts and knocking out ballots. But in a way where it goes – for example, the recent cases, right, where Kavanaugh made some ridiculous argument that wasn't just factually incorrect, but I mean it was just crazy. Interestingly,
0: he backed off the other two court challenges, which were were almost like he was embarrassed and ran
1: away – Right, but Usually. let me wait, let me no no, you're you're making me forget again. Stop. <laughs> right. um, the the what worries me is that Trump they're going to find a way to legally steal the election, that it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court rules six to three with, you know, Coney Barrett saying, Oh no, you've got to kill those ballots in Texas, in North Carolina. In I could Florida. even see Robert
0: doing against them. Even to Robert, to but... but and losing 5-4, which would even still, be worse. But
1: still, the point is that we lose and we lose in a way where the legal experts look and say that is utter bullshit. That was totally partisan and now what do we do? Because it's not like Trump stole it and we've got the Secret Service and the military on our side saying, dude, <laughs> you're not president anymore. Leave. It's literally, well, it went through the law and the law and the checks and balances say Trump is still president when the legal experts say, no, the election was literally stolen. Let me, give, stolen you,
0: by the court. Let me give you... Scary. This is where the... Matter beyond that, and polling. Okay, Stuart Stevens. We've had him on the show before, right? Longtime Republican, did it Romney. Here's what he had to say. And again, I'm just quoting him. He's looking at this poll, last one to come out, NBC, Wall Street Journal, Biden 52, uh, Trump 42, which you know, again, is in the right range of where we are these days. Um, guys, Trump is getting, and he looked in the crosshairs. Was smart. Guys, Trump is getting 51 percent of the white vote. McCain lost with 55%. Romney and Trump both got 59% hmm. in 2012 and 2016. Right. And Romney lost and Trump barely won and still lost the popular vote by a couple million. Trump is getting 51% right now. Right. Okay. And his final line is, and again, I don't want anybody to get fucking overconfident, but but Stuart Stevens' final line is this isn't going to be close.
1: Is that um, women? I assume it's got to be women. No, he's getting fifty-one percent of the white vote overall, which is insane. Yeah, no, but I meant it's because of women that, that oh, that's I'm sure happening. a lot of it is.
0: But you, I mean. you can't yeah. even with that, women don't. He has to have lost, and I, and this is where I will tell you anecdotally. So my, my, you know, there were five counties where in Ohio where Hillary Clinton and outperformed. Uh, uh, Barack Obama in 2012 in a 12 point swing against us because remember, Obama won Ohio by two. Right. Hil- oh, no, not 12. Hillary lost by eight here. Obama won by two. So a 10 point swing against us here in Ohio. Um, and w- 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 there were five counties, two of them were suburban ones, the, the three big ones you'd expect around Cincinnati. Um, Cleveland and Columbus, you know, we're heading in a direction, but there are two suburban exurban counties. One of them is Delaware County, which is around uh, uh, Columbus, and one of them is Warren County right next to us here in Ohio. Well, I didn't plan this, but I spent this weekend taking my younger son to his final soccer tournament in Warren County, right. Ohio. And right. we were out there. And I will tell you, um, I went out there four years ago, too. You literally did not see, and I'm not going to get into all the reasons why. Hmm. It's just not. But you literally did not see a Hillary Clinton sign or a Hillary Clinton supporter anywhere. Right. right. The Trump sign were overwhelming. I will tell you this time. At at worst for us, it maybe was sixty forty Trump. This is an area yeah. that people that moved further out to get more land. They're in the suburbs, right. and some of them are even what you'd call exurbs, and really a few areas that are rural. I'm telling you, we drove by a couple barns with huge Biden, like, you know, not the, the poster-sized signs, yeah, they're yeah. huge. Yep. And you go down certain streets and you would barely see more Trump signs than Biden signs. This is an area where we went up about 3% from maybe like 35 to 38% last time. Right. I would tell you, I wouldn't be shocked if we ended up with, with in the mid-40s this time. That is, the, you don't understand the importance of areas like that. When you see people actively, these are, some of these people are people that probably just voted third party, but I would tell you a lot of them are workers, working class folks who voted for Trump got screwed. These are those white voters you're seeing that Stuart Stevens is talking about here.  … That gave Trump a try. There may have been some there's sexism in it for a lot of them. The the 25-year, you know, campaign run against Hillary Clinton's reputation by Republicans, all the other stuff. But Biden, for a variety of reasons, has won a lot of you know, at least, a, you know, not a lot, and it doesn't even have to even be huge. But if he's right. won five to ten percent of these folks back, that's the difference. Right. Because of what we're winning in most more moderate you know, suburb areas that are more upper scale than the one we were in and whatever. Um and, and the further proof, Sherrod Brown, who doesn't speak talk a lot and maybe is the best Democrat in the country in terms of appealing to white working class voters. I frankly think he's better than Bernie Sanders is, quite mm-hmm. literally. Um, said came out and said he's looking at numbers and he he he's picked Biden to win Ohio mm-hmm. because of the white vote, because we just do not have as large a minority population as the Southwest and the South. Um and you know, he he, he said that because he meets with all these white working class voters and, and union voters and people that voted for Trump. And then on top of that, again, if you don't believe any of that, if all those anecdotes aren't enough for you, uh, where is Biden going to be tonight? He's in Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Right. I promise you, if he weren't A, very confident about some of the other key swing states, and B, didn't think he absolutely can win Ohio based on the metrics they're looking at, or maybe right. he's even ahead to keep it going, he would not be here. So that's where the, those white votes count. Okay? Right. In terms of unrest… Um, we've seen it. I live in what you call an upper middle class part of Cincinnati. It's called Hyde Park. And we have had over the last month, and I, I assume this is for pure intimidation, we've had some of these stupid, you've maybe seen them, maybe not as much mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. These stupid, they're always almost always jeeps with Trump flags and American flags, maybe even the police with a thin blue line flag, honk their horns and drive around our square making right. as much noise as possible just because right. of fucking dicks. Right, Uh, That's going on. I've seen it on the highways. I've seen it in other places. We obviously saw what happened in Texas where they took it to another level and literally seemed to almost be trying to knock a Biden bus off the highway. Um, We've seen it in North Carolina where the police showed up and pepper sprayed and dispersed a peaceful crowd uh, who were – and I've got got some tweets on that I tweeted out, which I'm going to share with you a little bit later, John, Um, but on on people who were just there doing an early voting like dance or something. Again, this is going to be bad. I expect all of this and I just would implore people uh, post especially in the right in the post election period just be more cognizant than usual. If you see somebody who you think is acting strangely, you have to look at these folks, you know, we're all trained to think of middle easterners as terrorists, which is racist to begin with and bad, but there are there as they've said the danger are the white terrorists among us. And I would tell you already in some ways it's better because you're not gathering in public places because of of covid. Right, You're not going and spending time. You may go in and out of a coffee shop like I do. I wear a mask. I go in a coffee shop. I'm in and out in a minute and a half. Right. Um, but I would not I – I, I'm not telling you to not go anywhere public. I'm telling you to be cognizant of your surroundings and be smart because, sadly, th- there are going to be some incidents. It's inevitable. Right. I can't tell you how bad they're going to be, but I do not believe, as some people have said, there are going to be any massive organized fuck assault. The worst it'll get is like a couple of those Bundy idiots or you know, some Proud Boys or whatever. And again, that doesn't mean it's not bad. People may be killed. People certainly may be injured. So that's why I'm telling people to be cognizant and to be sort of of their surroundings of what is going on uh, and all of that. Um, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, we're not headed in my opinion and I could be wrong. I'm not an expert for, you know, there's not gonna be some well-trained group of, you know, know, some well-trained barricade of military folks from South Carolina are going to march on North Carolina. Okay. That kind of stuff is not going to happen. And I do believe, uh, if necessary, a lot of the generals and other high ranking military officials will step in and call for calm and call for peace and do everything in their power. And I think the national guard may have to be brought out in some states that may happen too
1: yeah well we'll see he's gonna he's got the power to nationalize the guard i just it's 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 we are almost better off if he just does something crazy because crazy will provoke a lot more people it'll provoke the institutions to kick in it'll provoke provoke the generals to say you know what (laughs) stop it even and i hate to say that but you know we're gonna need everybody what worries me is as i said that You've got the less crazy where they go by the courts and they steal it that way. And then it becomes a weird thing, especially on the left, where we tend to be less violent than the right, where we kind of go, you know, I know. I mean, we lost. It was stolen by the court. But I mean, but it was the Supreme Court and it was a court decision. and What do you do? And that becomes a lot harder. Um,
0: I don't know. Well, the whole thing is, I guess, guess, here's what I'm saying. If everybody gets out there and everybody does all this stuff, I actually don't believe in the Mm -hmm. end the number of votes, I don't think the courts are going to do it because what I think the courts are doing is they're laying there in wait if they yep. think they can invalidate enough votes that would make a difference. Yep. But they're not going to stick their necks out there if they don't. Yeah. And my feeling right now, and I could be wrong, um, and everybody still needs to do everything. We still got 24, 36, whatever hours left of this thing. Get the hell out there and do everything you can. But what I'm saying is, yep. is that I actually, in, in my heart, even though I'm nervous as hell, and even though, believe me, I'm where all of you are, um, but I, I did say I'm more confident today. I, I, everything I am seeing, polling, anecdotally, stuff that I'm being told by insiders that are seeing things that I don't even see, tells right. me that that this will be big enough that the courts, even if they were to say, you know, Pennsylvania and Minnesota can't count after Tuesday, we'd still win Pennsylvania and Minnesota. Right. Um, you, yeah. know, that,
1: you know that you, yeah, yeah. you know, like I just don't think they're gonna going to be able to make that difference, and that yeah. that's no, you know, I hear you, I hear you. You know, knock on wood. But so. uh, if the courts do do that, then
0: we're going to have to, you know, if that kind of thing happens, we're going to have to look to our leaders. You know, this isn't you and me, John. We're going to look to our leaders at the very top and listen to what you know what they are telling us to do, and and say, you know, you know, especially from protest groups and others. And what are we going to do? And I would tell you, if they are trying to use the courts to steal uh, an election, that we need to shut the country down. And I'm dead serious. Yep.
1: No, no, we I agree. Really with shut that. it down. Yep.
0: National strike. Yep. Of where we refuse to go back to work. I mean, the kind of thing you see in Belarus and Poland yep. and these kinds of places, this is exactly the same thing we have to do. You here. know what
1: else has to happen? There need to be a million people in Washington surrounding the White House.
0: I would actually go more for 10 million.
1: Yeah. Um, no, quick, there's, I mean, just so? camp in. Oh, I agree. Camp in. We start to, we will feed people. We'll figure a way. We'll get porta potties. But, and you know, nonviolence, but I that would thing actually
0: is say surrounded. That needs to be people in the DC area there, but yep. it also needs to be. Uh, I would say 10 million there. I would say approaching a million in every single state capital around the country. People like yep. me head up to Columbus and, and literally do a sit in around the state yep. house with, with yep. other
1: It's life. getting harder because the weather's getting colder, even in DC, right? I mean, overnight was down to the 30s, daytime is more. Nobody said democracy but, would be
0: easy. But this is what we're left with. Yep. Um, and uh, I yep. will tell you, folks, though, I think we're going to do this. Be nervous, but use that nervous energy to get out yep. there to vote, to call anybody left on your list who you have, who you think may be with us. You know, if there's a campaign that needs money, uh, especially if they need it for they think for a post recount period, give it to them right. if you can afford it. Um, be ready uh, to demand that um, that we hold on to our democracy. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, we All have right. No, because go we've got we do um, we got. we uh, We'll Stephanie be back, we'll be back on Wednesday. I think one way or another. Hopefully. Yep. Um, I'll still be half drunk and maybe have slept two hours. Um, and that Woo-hoo. will be a good, that will be a good thing.
1: Woo. Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be back Wednesday morning. Woo. And new fans and allowing us Scary. to do Oh, Oh, let me just say final thing real quick. So I'm not doing a live event election night because I'm going to be pulling my hair out. And the last thing I'm going to need is 30 people talking in my ear. So no offense, folks. <laughs> But I've got to be watching TV, and I've got to be on the phone and on Twitter following every nuance right, of the election. The last thing I'll tell you so that you guys yep. will, will, will bring in some energy with you from our good friend yep. Bill Shear, we've had on here. The final analysis, uh,
0: uh, by objective analysis, is that Democrats, and this will tell you about what voting is going on, are favored to flip six legislative chambers. The Minnesota Senate, the Arizona House, the Arizona Senate. We would take both the Iowa House, the Michigan House, and here's the biggie, the Texas House. All right wow for redistricting so get out there guys do it all leave it on the field wow wow, wow. okay guys all right give you a fond farewell
1: all right and and maybe i'll do an open thread i don't know on the at least on the site people can chat you gotta go dude we gotta get ready for our thing now a word from our
0: sponsor hey john now that we said goodbye to summer it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn Groove. I did the thing with my arm (laughs) sideways, by the way. The kids are back in school. The leaves will start changing color. In fact, they have here, by the way. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, John, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The result will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole Duncan time. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95, guys, with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal, or if you call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit B-U-Y-P-L-X dot com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout.